This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. I'm here with David Witt, and today we're going to do something different, David. Uh, we're here with Dylan. Now, Dylan is Russell Stendhal's son, and Russell Stendhal is the director of SOM Latin America. And mm-hmm. uh, Dylan, we have a privilege of chatting with you a little bit to find out a little bit what it's like to be you know, the son of Russell Stendhal. We hear all these really great stories coming out. But uh, David, you've had a chance to kind of hang out with Russell and his family. And tell me a little bit about what you've observed as you've been around the Stendhal family. Oh, yeah. Well, I have the privilege of seeing Dylan grow up as I've been able to visit for yeah. all these years. And man, I'm getting more and more love with this young man all the time. And just exciting to see how God's just matured him. Uh, but overall, I just want to say how impressed I've been with the love of the kids and all of them are serving the Lord, love the Lord. And I think the you know, our listening audience is going to hear that today. So it's an honor and a blessing to have you on, Dylan. Well, and let, let me interrupt you r- real quick. Now, Dylan, our, our listening audience can't see you. Um, so... And they've never, like, we've never really talked about you before. This is the first time. So this is fun. But tell us a little bit about, like, how old you are, what grade you're in. Like, like t- tell us a little bit of the Dylan story. Okay, the Dylan story. Well, I'm 22 right now, and I'm not in any grade. <laughs> not in any grade. So you're not going to college. I, you're just kind of hanging out with No, family. I'm not going to college. Uh, okay. Yeah, I homeschooled. And, yeah. Perfect. So. Took All me right. a little while to graduate, but yeah, I got it done. So, <laughs> but he's a very he's a certified and a very talented uh, uh, welder, and yes. of actually oh, really? many other technical skills too. Really, what yeah. what else do you do, Dylan? Well, um, yeah, welding, and then I help in our mission with um, the sound engineering and okay. a little bit of um, some of the radio stuff, but not too much. Like I'm still learning, so yeah, yeah it's complicated, isn't it? Yeah, it is um, very complicated. Yeah, it it's it's way more complicated than it's than it seems like it should be, and mm-hmm. so I can appreciate how complex that is. All right, I'm sorry, David. I'll, I'll I'll put it back to you, but I wanted to get to know Dylan a little bit more. Well, I think Dylan, what we all love hearing is kind of the backstories of Russell Stendhal. I mean, you've grown up with your dad, uh, you know, who's kind of like the some people, some people call him the Christian Indiana Jones, who's was taken hostage, and all these stories. And uh, we'd love to hear kind of what is it like to grow up in the Stendhal family and watching your dad. And of course, it's a leadership podcast, so we love to see how you've been able to observe godly leadership. Yeah. So yeah, growing up with dad has been a, a really good blessing. And also just, um, a lot of people don't really get the same experience with my dad and I'll try to explain a lot, a little bit better, but, um, you know, (laughs) in the States or, you know, normal families, they have dads that, We'll go play catch with them on a Saturday morning or, you know, be there, or, uh, you know, for those different things. But I didn't have that. I had my dad that was gone for months at a time, you know, that we didn't know if he would come back, you know, that he would leave and then you wouldn't know if he would be able to come back. But I just remember um, always knowing that he would and just how he would um, take care of his family, even though he wasn't there a lot of the time, 
you know what I mean? Well, wait, wait, Dylan. Yeah, I don't think we do know what uh, you mean by that. Tell us how that looks or how would Russell take care of you even though he wasn't there? So, okay, yeah. So, so yeah, a lot, a lot of people, um, well, I've seen personally in the States is a lot of men want to have everything kind of like in control, <laughs> you know, a certain way. But, um, you know, dad just always had somebody that, that could take care of us, you know, and that um, would be there for us, you know, at, at us kids. I'm talking about me and my brother specifically because my sisters had already like grown up and stuff. But um, yeah, he just always made sure that there was, you know, godly people to be around. Okay, so the way you saw your dad take care of you is he put you around godly influence. Yeah, uh, around godly influence, and then and then when he was around, you know, it was like a really special thing to have him be around, you know, because he would go off on these strips and you could tell like, as a kid, they wouldn't tell me much, you know, because it, it was like very touchy places that he was going to. But um, you could tell my mom being a little bit anxious and, you know, just a little bit off uneasy. And so it was really, I, I just, I always remember like whenever my dad would walk in the door, it was always like this like huge deal. And we would all be like super happy that he was back because like I said, he would be gone for weeks at a time. And when we'd, he would get back, it would just be like, oh my gosh, like dad's home. And we'd want to hear all his stories, all his crazy stories. And he would come back with tons of crazy stories. Well, it looks like Dylan, you're in a place where you're able to do some of these things with your dad. Yeah. Um, obviously you're, you're on a trip with him right now, um, you know, yeah. here to the States. And uh, are there other trips you've been able to, to be a part of now that you're you know not just a kid anymore? So yeah, that's actually something that's been really special uh, recently is that, yeah, he has been including me a lot in more of his trips and you know that's kind of where i've personally learned a lot of you know being with him and just seeing him work because he's not the type of person that's going to be like sit me down and be like okay listen dylan i'm going to teach you this and this and this <laughs> you know but he will um just by seeing him and and kind of mirroring what he does i can i've learned a lot <laughs> after the break here i would like to hear an example of something that you learned of an experience you had with your dad okay yeah i think that's great i, I think when we get back we'll, we'll talk about uh maybe one of these trips that you've been on and about how you've been able to to witness firsthand some of the things that your dad does and be able to you know learn by by watching it would i think we'd all be interested to, to know what it would be like to be in the passenger seat of that red uh, land cruiser and what it's like to see some of these things unfold. So we'll dig into that a little bit more when we get back. At Risk Radio. Can you imagine trying to disciple a church with only one Bible? This is Mark Stafford from At Risk Radio, and our contacts in Venezuela are telling us incredible stories about people coming to know Jesus, all the while pastors are missing Bibles for their people. After receiving a Bible from our ministry, one man said with tears in his eyes, no one has ever given me such a beautiful gift. At Risk Radio, in our partnership with SOM International, is working to bring 2 million Bibles into Venezuela. For more information about how you can help, go to atriskradio.com. 
Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt, the CEO of SOM International, also with Dylan. Dylan is Russell Stendhal's son. Now, Dylan, before we went to break, you were talking about the fact that sometimes you now, that you're a little bit older, you get to go out on some of these trips with Russell. And uh, I just want to see if you can tell us a little bit about the last trip that you took or a recent trip that you've taken and what it was like to be there in the passenger seat with Russell as, as he's been going out and doing these kind of radical things for the gospel? Um, well, the, the thing that uh, comes to mind actually is to see the determination of somebody that wants to get the word across to unreached people. And mm-hmm. it's a determination that I definitely don't have. <laughs> because, <laughs> because well, that's honest. yeah, no, it's just, he will wake up at like two in the morning, drive all day. And by all day, I mean all day, like two in the morning to like, you know, maybe a couple hours before midnight and then sleep those oh, four wow. hours and then do it again the next day, you know? Oh my gosh. So it's just, it's just crazy to me how, yeah, how he has that determination and that like fire for the unreached people and, and, you know, and it's something that only the, the Lord can give, really. Now, have you been on a trip, uh, a 20-hour trip yeah, yeah. Uh, in that land, that land cruiser? Yeah. So, yeah. So when I, was, when I was 19, we were doing those trips back-to-back on the western side of Colombia, uh, visiting different Indian groups. And anyway, that was one of the hardest trips for me, personally, because it was a whole week like five days straight of doing those different trips back to back going out there. We would only spend like a couple hours with the, with the people that we were, we were with because it would take so long to get there, you know, and then we'd have to drive back to like our like safe house or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. There were security issues issues. staying too long sometimes. Exactly. And so, you know, we'd drive, you know, 10 hours there and then spend like two hours with the people mm-hmm. and then drive 10 hours back. And then it was like 10 day, uh, five days of doing this. Wow. Uh, one after the other, you know? So then anyway, at the fifth day, basically we both kind of like had it and we both fell asleep and dad just like drove off the road and we hit like this cement, um, uh, what do you call that? The just drainage. Oh, really? Thing? Anyway, it was like this yeah. huge. It was a, yeah, it was a it was a drainage uh, ditch, a, a cement a barrier. Cement barrier, yeah. And anyway, thankfully we like walked out of it uh, totally fine. The next day, though, it, um, after like the adrenaline had like done its course, and there was no more adrenaline. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're just tired. And, yeah. Yeah, I remember waking up and being like, oh, man, I feel fine. And then wanting to, like, move. And it was just the most excruciating pain I've ever felt in my life, like, all over my body, you know. And, you know, normally a person (laughs) would be, and this is kind of where I learned from dad, normally a person would be like, oh, like, I shouldn't be doing this or like, um, you know, uh, this was an attack from the devil or something or, right. you know, whatever. But my dad was like, okay, no, what am I doing wrong? You know, it's it, maybe it's something that I, I haven't cleared up with the Lord or maybe it's something that 
that he needs to work in me. But anyway, it took me a while to like learn to just kind of have those type of conversations with the Lord. Because when that happened to us, I, I felt more of like a victim than actually asking the Lord to like teach me through it. Cause I was just like, ah, why would this happen to me? <laughs> this is the, ter- this is the worst. Yeah. You know? I love it, Dylan. You're bringing up the major principle of character of Christ of humility. Uh, that you're, you're talking about your your dad walks in a spirit of humility. And in what ways have you seen that humility uh, impact and influence others? So I can say that it's impacted me and a lot of other people because, you know, the, the way that our ministry is set up, it's it's basically everybody has to listen for the Lord for themselves. You know what I mean? Like there is that like sort of hierarchy where, where like dad is the head of it, but he gives that a responsibility, exactly, exactly mm-hmm. responsibility where he's the head of it, but he gives everybody else the freedom to do what they're led to do from the Holy spirit, you know? And I think it takes mm-hmm. a very humble person to just, to just be like, Hey, you know what? I don't have, all, I don't have it all figured out. You know, uh, maybe the way that I'm thinking of reaching these people isn't the the the, the right way. You know, so he, I just see him how he gets different ideas and different things from different sources and different people. Even me sometimes when he started using kind of my ideas when I was growing up, I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy! Like he's using my idea, <laughs> you know. And um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, I think it's just that being really humble and and not trying to lead by force, you know, just trying to like yeah, it's that it's that humility that you have of just of just listening to other people and a lot of love in there too. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it must be a, a quite an amazing experience to be, uh, you know, again with your dad on the front lines of some of those things, and to be part of a family where you really have to live by faith, not knowing what the Lord's going to do, but trusting that God is good and God's got it under control. So, hey, if you're listening to this and you think, you know, I I really need some additional encouragement to step out and to risk much for Christ, we want to encourage you to first of all subscribe to our newsletter. In our newsletter, we always have something about Russell in there and about what's happening on the front lines with the gospel there in Latin America. And we'd love to get that to you. We'd love to have you subscribe to that. And our full color newsletter comes out every single month. David, what what else is a part of that that people would want to know about? This is such a privilege to have Dylan, so I got to draw this out. Dylan, you, as we all know, your dad's a prolific writer. Do you have a favorite book that you would, that's really impacted you, that you would maybe throw out there and recommend for our listening audience to read? Okay, there are two books that I personally really like. Um, one is Rescue the Captors, and obviously that is just a classic in our family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> because, definitely. yeah, obviously. But um, and then the other one would be uh, what about the church? Cause, <laughs> yeah, that one is just I don't know. It's been really special to me personally. Yeah. Well, you know, and actually, Dylan, let me ask a follow up question. Why has uh, what about the church impacted you specifically? Okay, so I think it it 
demonstrates really good how um, how people confuse religion and God. And, you know, when I read it, I was really struggling with that because, you know, it, it came to a point where I was like, okay, you know, if, if, if this is how Christians are being perceived, I do not want to be even associated with the name at all. You know what I mean? Like, I know that there's a God or whatever, uh, but I, I like zero Christian for me, you know? <laughs> so I think it was a really good book to like really understand um, kind of, yeah, kind of what it, what it all means and put it really into perspective that, you know, religion isn't the same thing as getting to know God himself, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. That's good. Yeah, it does make sense. Well, uh, What About the Church, Rescue the Captors, and many, many other books are available at the uh, Spirit of Martyrdom bookstore at spiritofmartyrdom.com. Um, I have to say more than a dozen, maybe a couple of dozen of Russell's books are in stock right now. And that's one way you can support Russell Stendhal and the ministry that he has is by donating in exchange for one of those books right there at the SOM Bookstore. Hey, until next time, my name is Mark Stafford, and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.